everybody. This is Muffin with the Daily Biker Podcast. Just here to let y'all know the opinions and ideas expressed in this show are those of the hosts and their guests, not to be confused with their partners and sponsors. Now, let's get it on. Hey guys, this is Sean from the Bikes and Beards YouTube channel, and you guys are listening to the Daily Biker Podcast. You're going to love it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Daily Biker Podcast. My name is Marcus and I am your clueless leader today. We're going to go on a learning journey and I do have a special guest with me, but before we get to that, I do have Miss Muffin with me. Hey y'all. But special guest with us on the phone is Dustin Lee. Say hey everybody, Dustin. What's going on everybody? All right, Dustin. So you are a world-renowned drag racer. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I'm just old hillbilly. (laughs) Well, I I think that's kind of how the the sport of drag racing kind of came to be anyways. I mean, you know, most racing, that's that's how it started. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that grassroots racing that it still is in this day and age. That's where it starts, for sure, 100%. So how long have you been drag racing in in itself altogether? I mean, personally, uh, since I was probably... 13 years old and I'm 35 so 22 years um my dad I grew up around it I mean he raced my whole life so I mean basically it was from ground zero for me I was a baby at the racetrack hey that that is a fantastic upbringing I I, honestly I think we need more of that type of upbringing going on it definitely it definitely uh you know keeps your mind on drag racing for the most part if you get hooked um, and there's a lot worse things that we could do. So for sure it helps. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're, when you, your addiction is, uh, cars and motorcycles, you don't have money to spend on drugs and other things. That's right. Yep, exactly. And you want to work every day to make more money from more car and motorcycle parts. So that's absolutely correct. So how long have you been drag racing motorcycles? Uh, I started racing bikes when I was 16. So you're talking 19 years. Okay. Um, I started out on a bar bike with a full slider OKZ, and it kind of progressed until I got tired of needing a pit crew, and I got into street bike stuff, and I've been stuck on those for years, so just a lot less work, you know. Right, and you're currently, if I'm not mistaken, is it a Hayabusa, or is it just a Hayabusa body shell? Um, no, I have two uh, 2008 Hayabusas that I drag race. Um, they're both class bikes, as I call them. One runs a class called Top Gas. Um, that's like a 510 eighth mile, 820 quarter mile. And then the other one runs, usually the fastest it'll go is like a 560 index class and then bracket racing. Okay. Uh, what type of the racing do you prefer? Do you prefer the bracket racing? Oh, yeah. Like I think uh, a real racers always, you know, magnetize toward uh, bracket index racing. Um, if you want to race, that's where you go. You know, I mean, you can always do heads up stuff and that's a different whole level of money for one thing, but th- those guys don't get to race as much, you know, they don't have as many opportunities as like going to the local track and getting to race because their stuff won't work there. So if you want to race uh, sportsman and bracket racing is where you need to be for sure. Yeah, so I had the chance to sit down last year with Sonny Vic, and we talked a lot about bracket racing, and it and it seemed really, really fun and really enjoyable because you don't have to worry about getting up against somebody that has a, a similar uh, motorcycle or vehicle to race to you. You know, I, I could go out there with a fairly stock Harley Davidson and be on the track at the same time as you, 
doing bracket racing. As long as you understand the concept, you know, reaction time, and then as in bracket racing, you have a a predicted dial-in, you can race anything. And that's the beauty of it is, you know, you can't be out-muscled by money if you have a talent. If you're good at cutting a good good light, which is a reaction time, and predicting your dial-in or racing, you know, the finish line, they call it, you, I got it. If you're good at it, no matter how much money's in another lane, it don't matter. You can still win, you know. So you could come off the street and just like it and enjoy it and practice and be become competitive, you know. I mean, of course, there's parts you can buy, but if you're good, you're good. The parts just make you better. Right. So let me ask you: uh, You have a company, Hard Times Parts and Service. Yeah. What is yes, Hard sir. Times? So Hard Times Parts and Service. Uh, about 90% of it is performance drag racing parts. So I sell everything you can think of for any kind of drag bike that's on the racetrack. But I also sell ATV, side-by-side, street, just regular street bike stuff, dirt bikes, you name it. Like any kind of, you know, power sports deal, I'm involved in it. So, I, you know, I don't do a whole lot of that stuff, but I do have, you know, close friends that need tires for the dirt bike or whatever, and I get all that stuff. Um in top to bottom in the power sports stuff, I can cover it for the most part. So dealing with uh, dirt bikes and ATVs as well, have you done very much dirt drags? No. I mean, I've got people that I've helped tune clutches and stuff with that does dirt drag stuff. Um, but I've not really had – the thing about dirt drag stuff really is it's – depend on the level of it, it could be full-blown just them guys got to make stuff. You know what I mean? They got to make the part. They don't. They can't just buy the part, you know. Um, but there's some stuff that merge over from, like, asphalt drag racing to the dirt. This depends on the setup, you know, and what kind of dirt drag they have and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I've seen uh, some of those dirt drag uh, – motorcycles and ATVs it appears that they're running uh like a rail buggy sand tires on the rear of their vehicles are so big and stuff and it, it's just yep. it it blows my mind to see those types of things and I think sometimes when people think just drag racing immediately in their head the first thing that pops up is the top fuel dragster that everybody's used to you know the the four to five second quarter mile cars and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, cars. man, these days they drag race RC cars. You know what I mean? So um, the rule of a drag race is two competitors sitting beside each other and competing against each other, no matter if it's dirt, asphalt, ice, snow, whatever. You know what I mean? You can drag race anywhere. You can drag race in your living room if you want. Yeah, it's 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 really neat when you start digging into the sport for someone that's not that involved in it to see every aspect of it. I mean, I I've seen uh, a combination of uh, dirt drags and hill climb where they're essentially yep. doing hill climbs next to each other. And it was, yep. it's super cool, man. So, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a gearhead thing. You know what I mean? Like uh, the, the gearheads will always try to figure out a way to do something fun. You know what I mean? So, um, so it, it seems to me, I'm, I'm a Harley guy through and through. I love all motorcycles, all makes models. I, and I've had several of them, but it seems to me that there is more Harleys popping up in the drag racing scene. What do you think? Yeah. The, the performance bagger thing is a big deal right now. I mean, they've got some, you know, uh, stripped down Harley stuff that's, you know, got the weight down low, got, you can get them a lot lighter, 
uh, they got performance front ends and they've upgraded the swing arms and went to different wheels and they're flying. I mean, there's some, it's, you know, seven second stuff, you know, with no willy bars. It, it's definitely growing. I actually personally had a performance bagger. I built a couple of years ago. I recently sold it in the last year, but you know, it was a, a street glide Milwaukee eight engine with a, uh, 124 kit that I kind of come up with myself. 80 advancing Hines on some heads. I got some pistons from George Bryce and a cam, and it was pretty rowdy. I mean, it made, uh, I think it was 154 horsepower and 154 pounds of torque. With If you know Harleys, that's pretty radical for a street bike that's, you know, pretty much you can ride anywhere, and it's growing fast. Yeah, and the, the fantastic thing, yeah, scary thing about the motorcycle like that is – the way that the torque curve comes on and stuff. I mean, it's just insane the way that those motorcycles launch. Oh, they're so nasty down low. I mean, they're all, you know, we call them stump pullers. You know, when you, when you build those motors, they have so much torque. Like mine had the same torque as it did horsepower. And like a, a metric bike don't have that. Like a Hayabusa don't have the same torque as it has horsepower. So in that, you know, instance, like it's all, when you hit it, you feel it. And, um, they're, they're, I mean, I had Penske racing shocks on mine just cause it made it ride so much better. Cause the factory shocks wasn't that great. And I sell stuff for those things all the time. It is really, uh, you know, growing and growing pretty quick. I mean, every series is trying to have some kind of, uh, V twin or bagger class involved. Yeah. The, uh, like I said, the bagger stuff, it, it, it seems to definitely be growing, not just, yep you know, on the drag strip, but then also with the King of the Bagger series and everything. And yeah, I mean, the, they're on the road every day. People's building their street bikes and making them nasty, you know, and ride them every day, you know, two up, two people on it. And uh, we've, uh, I had a buddy that has a shop in Knoxville and he does, does them like every day. I mean, every week there's a motor job going in and out, Dino Tune, you name it. So it's, it's people's wanting to go faster. They want their old cruisers to run better. And, it's it's there the, the the availability of parts and technology is there now to make them run you know back in the day it was tough but now it's no problem yeah and that you know that milwaukee eight engine that you said you had it, it that engine just seems like it's so easy to pull power out of it man like those things respond so much to just a big bore kit it's like you know the o2 valves you can make them run but it's a lot more work and uh, now the milwaukee eights here I mean, you could do a cam and some pistons, and it's huge difference. You know, the percentage of gains, 40%. Like, it's ridiculous. And uh, that those motors respond very well to upgrades. And, that, I mean, you know, hats off to Harley. They've done a good job on that one for sure. And they're dependable. They're good motors. You know, the only issue that I've known that they have, you know, is oil pumps, and they've upgraded and recalled and all that stuff until they've got it figured out, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, I – so I personally have a, a a 2017 Street Glide with a Milwaukee Eight in it, and it, it's it was insane to be able to you know put a cam and a good set of exhaust and a good tune and break 100 horsepower on that thing because that was yeah, I mean, unheard of for years. Yeah, just right there, you picked up 20. percent You know they make like what 75 horsepower from the factory, so when you do that, you're already gaining 20 something horsepower, which is amazing just by. I mean, pretty minor work. You know, it's not nothing that crazy. Back in the day, the two valves, you had to destroy it to find 20 horsepower, you know. Yeah, it's 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 outrageous. And I, I really love to see, you know, not just how much Harley-Davidson uh, is bringing bikes into the market for drag racing and road racing and those types of things, 
but racing kind of started to fall off there for a while, and it seems to be slowly making its way back. Uh, MotoGP and those full-blown sport bikes seem to use to, for a while, those were what people wanted. But it's started branching out. You know, I, I've noticed here lately, it seems that the supermotos are starting to kind of pick back up in motion and, and see those types of things. Yeah, it leads back to the gearheads. You know, people, styles change and there's different phases and all that stuff. But now it seems like it's all around just going up together. It's uh, There's people that want to go fast with any form of motorcycle, it seems like these days. I mean, there's guys building Honda Groms, which is in my mind like a little pit bike, you know, for the racetrack. And they're building them to really go fast. And it's crazy what they're doing, turbos and all nitrous and all this stuff on these things and drag racing them. And, and they're quick. You know, it just you can't hold a gearhead down, I guess, I guess you could say, because they're always looking to make something faster, you know. So do you ride on the road or all or do you keep it all the track? I used to, like I said, I just now sold my Harley, and the reason I did sell it is because I didn't have time to ride it much. It said I think I got rode three or four times the past year, so um, I do ride. Uh, I just now the other day rode my race bike down the road, actually around the block to the store and back, just because it needed some run time before I took it to the racetrack. And, I mean, I do ride, but I don't um, have a lot of time to just go for like a whole day, you know, so it's uh, limited for me. I'm always, it seems like I'm always working. Oh, completely understandable that. And, you know, speaking of needing to get that, that run time in, you know, the season opener, the voodoo season opener, which is March 30th through April 1st. I mean, t- talk a little bit about that real quick. if you can. It's coming quick. Um, I went yesterday and tested one of my bikes and it needs a couple little minor things I got to do to make sure it's ready and ready for battle. Um, the other one, the motor's on the bench. Probably when we get done with this, I'm going to start getting her together and try to get it in the frame this week and get it ready to go test. Um, the, you know, STBA has a great series. It's family friendly. Um, got pretty much a class for everybody. Uh, there's classes for the fast guys that want to run top gas all the way down to proving grounds, which is a beginner's class that uh, don't cost anything to race. Um, you can win a trophy and it's just to help people that is interested in the sport to get out there and get their feet wet and see what they think about it. And they can come hang out and they can get help from people like myself or other people there that's got some experience and, uh, you know, progress. And if they like it before, you know it, those same people are racing the other classes. And, you know, uh, talking about the SDBA and the different classes and those types of things, um, uh, and kind of tying back to those V-twin bikes, uh, I noticed that Sonny Vic the other day has uh, essentially a wolf in sheep's clothing, an SV that doesn't look like an SV he's going to be hitting the track with. What do you think of something like that? Yeah, that's a that's a Franken bike, and that thing is Sonny, it has Sonny Vic wrote all over it. Um, you know, he is like he is the ultimate. I can make that work type person and uh it's definitely going to be unique he showed it to me when he bought it at the end of last year and i looked at it and was like oh my lord that's going to be a nightmare to make that thing race worthy and then here it is it's ready to go you know he he's been working on it pretty much all winter all off season and he seems excited to go play on it um knowing sunny he's probably maybe even taking it to the track at brainer today knowing him yeah it it was rather interesting to uh the first pick couple pictures i saw where he was test fitting the fairing on his motorcycle in the comment section, there was all these people that were going, 
wait, something something doesn't look right. Something's off here. So Yeah, he just got a hold of some body work that he thought he can make work and made it work. You know, he is the ultimate, like I said, I can make this work or I can fix that guy. And uh, he did it. I mean, it looks pretty good in my opinion. It come out really nice considering what it looked like when I first saw it. So he should have him something that he can race and work on and make it his own, you know, style and uh, enjoy having his own motorcycle. I think in the past he's always uh, pretty much borrowed a ride or rode for someone else. And uh, it's always nice to have your own because you can make changes and make it the way you want it. Yeah. And, it, you know, uh, I, I think too, not to, not to kind of make it sound like Sonny's on a pedestal or anything, but, uh, you know, I think Sonny's did a fantastic job too of bringing the racing back around and, and showing people these different things, you know, being a, a third generation in that motorsports riding and everything. He's, he's really, I think, grown the sport, which I think is fantastic in itself. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, I think I've told you that we, I actually did a podcast with a friend of mine and we actually had him on the show. We talked about, you know, kind of leading back to, you know, the, the Sonny's mentality of, you know, I can make my own or I can do my own. Um, he had started having his own little bike races, you know, a couple times a year in Brainerd. And uh, he realized that there wasn't any racing like in our area that was, you know, remotely close. You had to travel, you know, six, seven hours just to go to a, a bigger race. And Sonny just said, I'm going to make my own. And he made a series and, man, honestly, it's done great. You know, every series has growing pains and learning, you know, what not to do and what works. And he's went through that pretty quick. Um, he's done really well. And so far, I think that he has started a pretty successful deal that I think will hold its own. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it kind of keeps its head above water. I'm sure he's overwhelmed with daily job and all that stuff plus trying to orchestrate a bunch of drag racers but he does a good job and he handles it well and everybody seems for the most part respect Sonny yeah I feel like uh, I've got several friends that also race and I feel like for him doing that it's almost kind of like herding cats a lot of times he's a babysitter uh, you know he's babysitting adults um, for the most part you know no matter what sports you have you get those guys that seems like they always complain or then you also have the ones that's always happy no matter what and uh you just gotta take the good with the bad on that you know what i mean and uh, he does good with it yeah it's it's real enjoyable i got to go out uh last year to brainerd to which is our local strip uh and watch several of the races and uh participate in sponsorship levels and stuff with a lot of the stuff that was going on and it it was really enjoyable to see it was really enjoyable to see a lot of new faces coming out there and also see that respect. I, I've talked to people for years and telling people that aren't from this area or people that are moving to the Southeast that there are more motorcycles here than people realize. Everybody seems to ride. And if they don't, they seem to know somebody that does ride on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, even if you're riding, you're just a, just a you know, weekly rider, just go ride the back roads. What better way would it be to take your Saturday and cruise to a drag strip and watch a bunch of guys or girls race and have a good time and maybe have a hot dog and some French fries and enjoy the show, take some videos to show to your family and then cruise back home. Like it's multi-purpose. You know, if you have a bike that you want to show, they have, sometimes they have bike shows. If you just want to ride out and spectate and 
watch a couple a bunch of knuckleheads try to go down the racetrack real fast and enjoy that and there's all like we have you know sunny is really good about having kids involved they have kids racing sometimes and scooter races and pit bike races and there's plenty to do for a family and i mean what better way to if you're a gearhead or a motorcycle person to cruise out to the racetrack and ride your bike and enjoy the show yeah it's it was it's really it's really neat like i said to get out there and see all the different people like you said, you know, kids out there scooter racing, uh, everything from big guys on little bikes to to little people on big bikes. You know, Tana Britton, she's kind of a, a smaller girl, and she's riding that big old fat boy on the track and everything. So it's yep. it's really, really awesome to see that and see it grow because I did grow up for years driving past Brainerd and just being like, oh, that's the old drag strip. It's no yep. longer old is no longer tied to that term anymore. It's like, that's the drag strip, which means there's definitely a resurgence of what's happening with that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, our racetracks are very important and, you know, as, as cities and towns grow, some racetracks are getting pushed out, you know? So, um, just going to the racetrack with your family and sitting on your tailgate, watching some racing and maybe trying to learn to understand the bracket racing. If you don't or whatever, it, it really helps that little, you know, local business track owner just to keep afloat. So it's, it's important to, you know, go and support them if you can, if you're into that kind of stuff. And I mean, just rolling in with four people in your vehicle and paying the entry fee and going and sitting on your tailgate and enjoying some concession stand food and watching everybody have a good time and smile and watch fast stuff going to the racetrack is, I mean, in my opinion, isn't a bad way to spend your weekend. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit real quick about proving grounds? Yeah, I think Proving Grounds is one of the um, greatest things at SDBA. So Proving Grounds is a beginner's class. So it doesn't matter what kind of motorcycle you race. Um, it can be a slick and bar bike with a full slider as long as you're a new racer. And yeah, and we can tell, you know, Sonny can tell if you're a new racer. And uh, you buy in or you don't buy in. You enter because it's free. And you, everybody competes for a trophy, but it's all about growing and getting out there and not really spending a lot of money to learn how to race. You know, if you have a bike that you just ride and you want to come do it, it don't cost anything. I mean, you got to pay to get in the gate, but you don't have to enter, you know, pay to race. And you get to enjoy um, a little bit of what we do and learn about it. And if you like it, then you can always continue that class. I think how it works is if you win a championship, you can't because they have championship chases in that class. If you win the championship, you can't compete in it no more. You move up to like another class of your choice, but it's, it's great to just get people out there and help them learn. I physically watch every season. These guys and girls come out there and start off the first of the year and kind of make me nervous. And I make a pass to the end of the year. They're making passes without even no issues. Perfect. You know, so that's how you get better is you enter classes like the proving grounds and you go to the local track and practice between races and you get better. And before you know it, you are good enough to move on to a class that you could win some money in or something. You know, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a great class. I think every series needs one. Yeah, that's, that's a really good thing. I mean, it, it's just one of those things that helps the, the sport grow. Well, listen, you know, Dustin, I, I really want to thank you for this interview. I'll, I'll let you get out into the garage. I know we had talked earlier about how you've got so much going on. I mean, we're talking, we're, we're hitting the point where you're less than a month away from the racing. 
and you still have a lot of stuff you've got to do uh, on top of trying to run a business and support a family. So yeah, it's it's pretty crazy around here. Sometimes this is the time of year where a little bit of sleep and a whole lot of work. Um, I'm very particular on preparation. Like that's one of the biggest keys in success. And the Lord's blessed me with 40 championships, you know, at series and other things and, you know, sanctions. So I got to keep working hard to keep doing better to compete with these new racers that's coming out there and they're tough. So I got to stay on top of it. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I want to thank you for, for giving us your time and everything. Uh, y'all get out there, get out to your local track, go watch some racing. Even if you're not in the Southeast, even if you can't see the SDBA, you know, you can go to Facebook, uh, you can just go to Google and type in Southeastern Drag Bike Association and find out any information y'all want to find for the races to get out and see these guys compete. It's, it's fantastic. And you know, there's always stuff going on where everything is for a good cause, uh, and helps to benefit other people. Uh, Dustin, you got anything you want to say before we let you go? No, I appreciate everybody taking a little time to listen to old hillbilly talk. And, uh, if you do need any drag racing parts, uh, of course, I got a Facebook personal or my Hard Times Parts and Service Facebook website, hardtimesparts.com. Just give me a holler if you need something. I'll try to help you out. All right. Thanks, Dustin. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Sean at White Lightning Harley-Davidson. I want to thank you for listening to the Daily Biker Podcast. You can reach the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at The Daily Biker, or you can email the podcast at thedailybiker at gmail.com. Be sure to keep an eye on White Lightning Harley-Davidson social media pages for the most up-to-date information on all our events and where you can find the boys.